Welcome to the Make Learning Magical podcast. I am your host, Tisha Richmond. On this show, I chat with educators and thought leaders from around the world to hear stories of how they are transforming teaching and creating unforgettable learning experiences because we all have our own special magic. Welcome to the Make Learning Magical podcast. Today's guest, Teresa Haley, is an incredible first grade teacher in Medford, Oregon, as well as a spark starter on our district's innovation team. She is one of the most passionate, enthusiastic, and magical teachers I've ever met. She is truly an inspiration. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Teresa. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am beyond excited. Uh, to oh. be here. To, it, this is just wonderful to join you. Thanks for having me. Great invitation. Thank you. Absolutely. We've been wanting to do this for quite some time. So I'm so excited <laughs> that we finally made it happen. And mm-hmm. I was thinking back to when we first met and uh, I believe it was at the Make Learning Magical uh, Summit that we had in Southern Oregon. I think it was about two and a half or one and a half years ago. And PBS, our local television station, um, sponsored it. And it was amazing. And I remember at that summit, you attended and you were just like bursting with joy and enthusiasm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have got to get to know this girl. Like she is my people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely a person that comes into a room, I suppose. (laughs) Look who's here. Yeah, I remember that day. It was a great day. We did Breakout EDU. Ben Garcia was there and Mm -hmm. um, I won. It's always nice to win something. So having prizes and somebody winning something is always awesome. And I won an iPad, which I use. And I'm using using a lot right now. I mean, I've put some games on it, but definitely it's become a tool uh, to further my my teaching and reaching out to my students. So it's, yeah. Well, I remember when you won it. I'm like, oh my goodness, I couldn't, we couldn't have even planned that if we wanted to, to have Teresa win this iPad. Cause I remember you running around the room, like screaming and it was best ever. (laughs) It's also possible. I might've attended a concert the night before that (laughs) I think it was, I think I had attended a kid rock concert before. I'm not quite sure or a, um, cause I do that in the summertime. I love to go to concerts and looking forward to going to concerts again. So yes. I might've still, uh, but, but that's how I react. I mean, you know, you probably could have given me a candy bar and I'd have been like, this is the best candy bar I've ever had. Thank you so much. You're so kind and generous, you know? Oh, I, I love that so much about you, Teresa. And I think, you know, when I think about that and I think about your Twitter handle, which is over the top, is it at over the top? Teacher? Yeah, it's, at, it's at teacher over because okay. when I signed up, but my YouTube page uh, for some videos I'm exploring, I'm new with is over the top teacher. And my son made me a TikTok account awesome. over the top teacher. So I am definitely not proficient on any of those platforms, but we're learning and exploring and trying something new. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So tell me, like, what does over the top teacher mean to you? Like, how did you come up with that that name? Well, I actually have Dave Burgess to thank for coming up with that name. And I think I was uh, in um, one of our Spark Starter sessions when he visited us yes. uh, to Google. Hang- I, mean, I was wearing the iPad and we were teach like a pirate, TLAP. And he tells the story about the person who starts dancing warms up the mm. dance floor. Everybody's there. They're all tapping their foot to the music and everybody wants to dance, but nobody is really brave enough to go over the top and just go mm. out there and start dancing. And I had an aha moment because that's me. Wow. I am the person who will go out and start dancing. And I kind of do that a little bit on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, as I've uh, done flash mobs and things in the past. So that was the day that um, Dave Burgess actually said over the top when he was um, sharing with us and getting us inspired to um, pursue unique 
different innovative ways to teach. And I just had an aha moment and I signed up for Twitter that night. And I said, that's me. I'm over the top. I'm oh. the over the top teacher. And so that's, I guess we could thank Dave Burgess for it. <laughs> I think that is amazing. And I had no idea that that is how it originated. I was thinking that you had had that, you know, way before. And to think that Dave Bridges, somebody who has really greatly inspired my journey as an educator, um, had inspired you to create that is really, really cool. Thanks yeah, for sharing it, that story. Yeah, you're welcome. No, I, I've been trying to think of things that go with my first name and teaching and it it just I couldn't like create it, but in that moment when I was inspired and I connected, I just had a real connection to this idea of being brave enough. Yeah. To go out there. And so um, over the top, actually, the letters T-O-P, they stand for uh, some things for me that I try to do. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's hear. I want to hear. Sure, you bet. So T is theme song. I, I just feel like every year, every class, every event, whatever, has a theme song. And I'm very connected to music. So T for theme song. Um, have you ever been on a road trip Love and just, like play that song over and yes. over again with your road trip? And whenever you yes. hear that song, you remember. Absolutely. And so over the years with my classes, we have a theme song um, and they'll remember it. Second, oh, third grade, they'll hear the song. They'll say, Mrs. Haley, that was our song. So T is for theme song. I love it. O is for out of my comfort zone or out of your yes. comfort zone or just getting out of the comfort zone. And that's definitely where being brave enough to be the only one to go out onto the dance floor or being the only one to speak up and have a voice. You don't yeah. have to do it in a mean or angry way. You definitely want to have like a very respectful, kind way. But I'm not hurting anybody when I'm the only one dancing. Absolutely. And and the band is playing and I'm enjoying the music. So if if that is just like a very healthy expression, then it's perfectly safe. And as I want my students to feel that way, too, if yes. you're if you're feeling it and you're not going to hurt anybody, because we, yes. we definitely want don't want to be singing over the top of somebody or making, you know, shouting over the top of somebody. We definitely want to have that. But um, then go dance. Who cares what other people think about you? Who cares what they say about you? It's your moment. Own it and fly. So it's amazing. That is amazing. And, and, and I think about how, how much that impacts when you step out of your comfort zone and you just dance and you freely express yourselves, how, how freeing that is for other people to feel like they can do that too. And at the same time, how much joy that brings others that you probably don't even realize, you know, just like when I, when I met you for that first time at the summit and I felt it was like a tangible thing. I mm. felt your joy and you had no idea at that moment that I what that I uh, felt your joy like that. And you don't know the ripple effect of what that does to other people, because oftentimes they're not going to ever maybe express that to you. So you you don't know the long the long reaching effects that 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 makes. Well, we definitely want to always try to be positive and joyful. And um, so the letter P um, for me is to passionately pursue. So I want to mm. I like to have a theme song. Uh, go out of my comfort zone and then passionately pursue. And that can take on various forms. So um, in my career, I like to, I've been involved with the Medford Schools Foundation. Mm -hmm. I like to write grants. Um, well, I call it casting my net wide, mm -hmm. just seeking out donations to get funding for the different things that I'd like to see my students have the opportunity to do. So um, that's what it means to go over the top for me in my career. But, wow. Yeah, thank wow. You. I, I know. Yeah. Thank you for, for having me. And I thank you, Dave Burgess yes. for, you know, if you think about it, um, he started something years ago that he didn't mm. know was going to have this ripple of effect. Yeah. Right. 
Absolutely. And, and he probably could have made, I don't know if he has a theme song, but I'm sure he's <laughs> right there with us about going out of the comfort zone and passionately pursuing um, what we do as educators. So a hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love how you've brought those three things together. It's just, it's perfect. And I have had the pleasure and honor of getting to see learning happen in your classroom firsthand. And it is truly a magical place. It's so much joy in learning. And I absolutely love that. And I know that creating that magical culture, it's intentional. It just doesn't just happen. And I would love to hear, like, what do you do to create a classroom environment that has has that magical touch? Hmm. Well, I... Some of it's, most of it's probably by accident. <laughs> could, I be, could I be that honest? Uh, <laughs> that, um, but first, I think I like to lead with relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely lead with, lead with relationships. And the second thing that's in my mind a lot is I want to be the teacher I wish I already, I always had. Mm. Or I want to emulate the teachers that um, inspired me to become a teacher of, uh, those type of things. So I think about my children who are in school and as they express their frustrations, I try to modify that and say, okay, well, now I'm seeing school through their eyes mm-hmm. and trying to see the classroom through the eyes of the students. But the wonderful thing about first grade is they already believe in magic. So true. Like they, they are already inclined towards the magical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have this saying in my classroom because I try to teach them not to interrupt. And so one of the things I say as they start to interrupt me for whatever reason, I will ask them if they're bleeding because that's mm-hmm. important. If they're bleeding, they need to interrupt. <laughs> I ask them if they're going to barf because that's another important <laughs> thing is that we have to take care of it first. Yes. Right? <laughs> and and then, then I ask them if Wayne Brady is here to make a deal. <laughs> And if they've answered yes to any of those questions, then it's okay to interrupt me. But if they've answered no to any of those questions, then I ask them to please wait a minute. And, you know, you know, so, um, but my students literally think that one of these days, Wayne Brady is going to walk through the doors of our classroom to make a deal. Oh my goodness. (laughs) They, they, They do. That is awesome. We're throwing that out right now, Wayne Brady. We need to, you need to come to Medford, Oregon, and make an appearance in Teresa Haley's class. <laughs> yeah, one one student one, and I said, well, you know, he might. I said, I bet if we all wrote letters to him, he he might do that. I don't know that he comes to Oregon, but we do have an airport. And one of my students just the, the biggest eyes and the biggest smile, and so she's like, or we could just take a field trip and go see him. Like she just, <laughs> she just thinks it's possible. That's fantastic. <laughs> So as far as creating magic, uh, I mean, you actually, you influence the magic that I try to bring into the classroom as um, I think about making memorable beginnings. So Mm -hmm. definitely starting off that beginning of the year, um, I don't think about curriculum. Yeah. The beginning of the year. The beginning of the year is all about getting to know the students, getting to know the families, building those relationships, uh, showing them that school is fun. Yeah. it will break your heart to hear the stories of first graders who already already hate school and think they're dumb. Mm. Oh, and wow. I'm like, this cannot be. No, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Agents of change, yeah, heartbreaking. And I don't want to be the teacher on that child's educational story mm-hmm. that is remembered for continuing that negativity. I definitely want to have that positive spin. Mm-hmm. So, and then the rest of it just just happens as we grow and learn together. Somebody will say something funny. So, uh, someone will tell me about a TikTok video and I'll preview it. And then if it's school appropriate, we'll watch it together. And then mm-hmm. maybe we'll try the dance. It, and um, I try to let the kids contribute mm-hmm. to what happens. And and maybe maybe I'm trying to shift from managing them, to just leading them. I love it. Oh, my goodness. That is powerful. Powerful. You're so right. Like relationships are so foundational to everything and really creating those memorable beginnings and giving students that voice and that ownership and being silly and all of those Mm -hmm. things just create an experience that is not only memorable for them, but is 
is instilling in them this love for learning, that learning can be fun, it can be enjoyable, and that we are all in this together. Mm-hmm. We're all learning and growing together. And to so be bringing that authentic self, you mm-hmm. know, to the classroom and, and letting them know at an early age, it's okay to be silly. It's okay to be uniquely you. Definitely. Um, that is a message that happens often. Um, especially when we get playground squabbles and so-and-so says they don't like me and just mm-hmm. encouraging them. And I tell them the story of my growing up. I tell them about times in my life when I was technically homeless as a child. And I tell mm. them about um, being made fun of, uh, especially in high school. You know, lots of stuff mm-hmm. happens in high school. And I just say, you know what? And if I had listened to any of those voices, any of those negative mm-hmm. voices in my head or in my world, I wouldn't be here to be your teacher today. Yeah. And yeah. And that would make me so sad to not be mm-hmm. able to be their teacher and learn from them and see their smiles. Because as you know, we get so much from the kids. It's Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I love that you are are bringing your own stories um, into learning and and really that helps our kids just relate to us and be able to to think, okay, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through right now is other people have experienced that too. And look at, you know, they, they're okay. (laughs) They Mm -hmm. are, they've gone on to do amazing things. And um, I I think that that is so wonderful. So Mm -hmm. wonderful. So when you're talking, you were talking about the three things that, that, uh, the questions that they have mm-hmm. to, um, say, you yeah. know, blood, say no, right. Well, yeah. Harp and Wayne Brady. <laughs> right. So I love that. And I, oh my gosh. And I, I happen to know that you were actually on let's make a deal and actually got a chance to meet, Wayne Brady. And I saw the episode and oh my goodness, I am going to put a link of, to that in the show notes Are because you? you all have to watch it. You okay. will watch it on replay over and over <laughs> just because it's that awesome. So I love it, love it, love it. But I, you know me, uh-huh. like, I love reality mm-hmm. television game shows. I have brought that into my classroom. Um, I love just games in general. So I am so like excited because <laughs> I haven't really heard the entire like story of how this all came to be. So I, I've got to hear about this experience when you're on Let's Make a Deal. You betcha. I think I like I tweeted out when I was in the waiting line and I tagged you in it because I, I was in line um, with all of the other potential contestants. And I was thinking, I cannot wait to make Let's Make a Deal a game in my classroom. You know, oh thinking about how, you know, we, you've helped a lot of us, a lot of us teachers gamify our classrooms and gamify our experiences in our own way and just see so much about that. So, um, it goes back to, um, I, I took a summer trip down to LA and it was, I guess, a bit of a soul searching trip. That year I had a, a little bit, some health complications. I developed alopecia areata and, um, mm. so, that that was just a, a setback for me in my confidence because my physical appearance didn't match my heart. Mm. And while we know that that doesn't matter, listening yeah. to a podcast, you don't know what someone looks like, but so much of our life is visual. Yeah. And so I had to just work within myself um, in balancing and just being conf- still confident but just knowing that just because my physical appearance doesn't match my my heart, the inward and the outward weren't quite meshing, that it didn't change the inward. So mm. I took this I took this trip to L.A. My husband and my sons were on their Boy Scout trip. And I said, there is no reason for me to stay home alone. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go to L.A. with my best friend. And we were planning our trip. And I did the internet search thing, went to on-camera audiences and saw that Let's Make a Deal was going to have a taping session during the time that I was scheduled to be in LA. So my my friend Lori, uh, my best friend Lori Leach of 25 years, she said, let's do it. Let's do it. We've been best friends for 25 years. Let's go on. Let's make a deal. And I thought we'd be so cute to dress up as milk and cookies for best friends. 
<laughs> so that was the original idea. But she came back and she she was like, you know, we need to be all 80s girl. Right. That's <laughs> that's our time. Like we know the 80s. So we went. Um, so she gets credit for coming up with the 80s theme and the 80s outfits. And so we did all that. We got up early and I will say that notoriously, my friend Lori is the one who's late for a lot of things, but for let's make a deal, <laughs> it was early. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So we go and we're there. We're, we're in line. We do the contestant process and we, sh- we're in our hot pink. We have our fanny sacks and I, and that fanny sack that I'm wearing is not a costume accessory. I actually wear that fanny sack. When I go to fairs and concerts, that's awesome. So, so, and sure. I mean, it's like I rock it. Like, well, maybe I don't really rock it, but I, I wear it because it's functional, yeah. and I have to have my hair right. free. But well, um, it's stylish again. I mean, it, we did rock those in the '80s, and they were super in. But they are back. My son has has one, in fact. So yeah, and I love you're, you're right up there with the style. Yeah, that love that clear fanny sack because at Disneyland, when you get your little card that they scan for the pictures, you just put it in yeah. the top of that fanny sack, and you just they can scan right through there. And when you go to concerts, you can get into to the stadium with all your stuff up. Anyway, I digress. So we're doing this and <laughs> we are just having fun. Uh-huh. We're just having fun. We're talking to the people in line with us. We just have decided this is just going to be a day for us. It We don't know what to expect, yeah. but we're having fun. We're making memories. We've never done anything like before. It was my first time to LA. And we met um, the two people next to us and um, uh-huh. her her and her daughter, and it was her 50th birthday. And so we made great friends with them. And then we took some pictures and we just, if so, we saw some people who were like there by themselves because not everybody goes with like a crew or a friend for whatever reason. Right. And so we were helping them take pictures in front of the props and all of that stuff. And actually, Lori and I, we were just being ourselves. This is how we would be if we were at the county fair or if we were at a music concert. We'd be like, hi, isn't this fun? So, totally. so um, <laughs> in the waiting room, we're just they're playing the music. And I cannot I cannot sit still if music is played. Like seriously, right. like that's <laughs> so true. It, yeah, you've seen it. Like if somebody is dropping a fat beat, like I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna dance. So, <laughs> so I, I said, hey, let's have a soul train. <laughs> and, and a few people looked around and were like, "What's a soul train?" I'm like, "You gotta know what a soul train is." And they're like, "We don't know what a soul train is." And but then there was a few people who knew what a soul train was, and they were right. like, "Yeah, we're doing it." So we got, had this soul train. I don't know, probably about 20 different contestants, and we're just waiting for our turn to go into the studio audience and and so forth because it's outside and it's a nice warm LA day and we're having fun and they usher us in when we follow the lines read all the instructions and um it was just you could I could feel the magic when I walked Mm. through the door um I, I I don't I could feel it it was just I saw the keyboard there. I saw the lights. I saw curtains one, two, and three. And I saw the cameras. And it just was very amazing to me. I, I couldn't believe yeah. I was there. Um, I was holding on to my best friend because I, I, I was like, we were holding hands and we were just like, this is real. Like, we're in the, oh, we're in the real place that we watched. Which is yeah. which is really cool. Like the when we know something's magical, but then when we get to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit, yeah, I don't think it destroys the magic. No. I, oh, you, I love you know, that. I, mean, I yeah. think a little peek yeah. behind the curtain is okay. I think it's okay right. to do that. So the whole time, um, the one of the things when you go to any, um, I assume to any television or on-camera audience experience they ask you to be positive energy like the because the uh, performers and the host and 
they they we feed off of energy. Everybody feeds off totally. of energy. If you have negative energy in your classroom, you're going to get more negative energy. If you have positive energy in your classroom, you're going to get more positive energy. And some days we wake up and we don't feel great. That's fine. Play your theme song. Let it snap yeah. snap you out of your funk, right? And um, 100%. 100, right? Like sometimes you just got to rock to yeah. the ACDC. And just... <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do. Do what yeah, you got to do because you have to press absolutely. on. And I think that applies now to what we're experiencing. So, yes. um, so when my, when Wayne Brady first called my name, I actually didn't, didn't like hear him. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, this is Lori. This is my friend, Lori. Like I was trying to get my friend picked. And, Uh um, and like, so he actually had to like, it, it, it isn't in the clip, but he actually had to like come up to me and like lean in and say, your name's Teresa, right? (laughs) 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 And then my, my Lori, she's like pushing me. She's like, it's you. He said your name. Go, go, go. (laughs) And she's like, like pushing me. And then like, like it washes over you. It washes over you that you, you've been selected. I mean, kind of like when you said, Hey, you want to be a guest on my podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? I just won the lottery. You are hilarious. (laughs) I'm running down the stairs. Ah! Um, and then, so when it finally hit me that he, Wayne Brady had selected me to be a contestant um, for a game on the show, and my brain thought two immediate things. Don't pee your pants and don't cut. <laughs> We're talking about authenticity here, and that was, that was where my brain went. <laughs> the, that's amazing. I'm actually on television now. And so then that happened. So and when you watch the clip, I obviously Mr. Brady is a phenomenal person, very talented, very gracious, very kind. I I my experience was completely positive. And I watched him interact. Oh. I was there all my friend and I were there all day for more than one taping. So uh-huh. um Every time he approached a contestant, it, it was just with like he wanted them to win. You, you know, like he. I love was, hearing that. Yeah, I mean, getting zonked is a is a part of the game. Like that's part of yeah part of life is that there could be a zonk sure. out there. Um, but you always you know you always want to win. Yeah, yeah. And you want you want the Absolutely. people around you to win. So anyway, um, when you watch this segment, it is very authentic and nothing is scripted because I promise you (laughs) that if I had had a script, I would not have led with, I'm from Oregon, I have my yard. Like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, if that, that's really not the first thing I wanted to tell Wayne Brady (laughs) when I met him. (laughs) Can I get a do-over? Oh my goodness. That is so funny that that is what went through your head is I need to tell Wayne Brady that I have chickens in my yard. (laughs) So perfect. I'm I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm in LA and there's no chickens here. (laughs) Well, I guess like at the Chick-fil-A, but (laughs) oh my! it was a crazy fun experience. And I, I made friends. So on the segment, I'm in Troy. Uh, Troy and I are friends and um, Lori and her daughter, we're friends. In fact, we met them the next day at Disneyland and um, we just, we, I, oh, can I say that right? Like on this show, you're not supposed to say the names of stuff. So I forgot. Oh, we met them the next day yeah, at a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. So um, I would say the best thing to take away from that experience for me is first of all make friends wherever you're at Mm. Um, just just make friends wherever you're at everybody's special everybody was there for a reason a birthday a graduation um first trip to LA best friends like you know like like people don't random I mean some people just randomly decide I guess to say hey I'm going to show up in Van Nuys and you know go on a game show but anyway so just make friends and have fun. While yeah. we were in commercial breaks, we did some dancing. And there okay. were some people behind me who were vocally negative. 
And I, I could hear them and it was, um, a little bit heartbreaking for me. I was, I was in that crazy outfit and, um, we were rocking those old school 80 moves and I could audibly hear the criticism coming from Mm. them. And I had a, a moment again, do I get shy? Do I worry about the the voices? Do I worry about what people are mm-hmm. saying? Or do I just own the moment? Yeah. And in my head, I was, I literally like, like brushed it aside. Like I just did the big sweep. Goodbye. I'm doing me. I'm not hurting you. We're yeah. all here to have fun. And I think that that was a big lesson for me. Yes, absolutely. And a great lesson to everybody that was around you, right? Like this, this woman is proud of who she is and is, is able to fully express the joy and the magic of the moment. She's not holding back. And I think that's a wonderful lesson for all of us because you know that that energy and that passion and that joy that you were exhibiting in line, I'm sure had to do with maybe why you were chosen to be selected because they want people who are joyful and passionate and enthusiastic on the show. So if you would have held back, if you would have listened to those naysayers and that criticism, not only would you have maybe um, not as fully enjoyed the experience and and lost some of the the magic of that experience, but maybe you wouldn't have even had the opportunity to meet Wayne Brady. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so true. Um, The what ifs. And I fully knew that on the other side of that curtain, there could have been a zonk. Mm -hmm. And, and when I was, we were going through my thought process and I was talking with him um, and we did spend some time kind of talking about my choice. And of course, the editors edited that. Um, yeah. But I thought about for half a second, I thought about when my students would see the segment and, yeah. and all my future students, because it's going to get played. Sure. <laughs> I so, sure. so I thought about that moment and I thought about what do I want them to see? Do they do I want mm. them to see their teacher take the safe route Mm. do or right do I want them to see that or do I want them to see me go out of my comfort zone and passionately pursue and hope for the best I I mean and and I thought about that and and I I knew that there could have been a zonk behind there but I got that selfie with Wayne Brady you so did yes and and it, it hangs in my classroom and and it's not just it's kind of not just there to brag about my experience or to let everybody know I was on the show, but to remind me yes. to, to serve as a reminder that every day you can make a choice. You can either let the dabblers. Can I can I throw mm-hmm. a little bit of that in? Because I absolutely. absolutely I can either let the dabblers get to me mm-hmm. or I can just cannonball in. Yes. And uh, 100%. 100%. shout out to Tara Martin right there. Absolutely. Tara Martin. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I just think as educators, we need to continue with this message in our own way, with our own story, because we can we can get those emails from parents. Mm-hmm. We can get yeah. those reviews from administrators or we yeah. can even spend a lot of time on a lesson and have less than 50% of our students pass the assessment. And those are times that set us back and discourage us. And we have to make decisions in those moments. And again, it's how do we go over the top? How do I go over the top of this challenge? Yeah. So, Oh my goodness. So many lessons from that experience. And I love that in that moment, when you were making that decision to take the money or choose what was behind the curtain, that your kids came to mind. Like you knew that that experience would be watched by your kids for years to come. Not only your, you know, your, your next year's students, but 
students that you had for years after that. And so that just says something about you as a person and as an educator that that's that's what came to mind when you made that decision. And oh my goodness, I I love that so much. And I think about in this pandemic that we're in right now, um, you and what you are doing to be over the top for your kids during this time when we're all facing such uncertainty. Um, there's fear. There is um, a lot of unknown, you know, just happening. And we have really had what we knew to be school uprooted and we've had to reimagine and rethink about how we're going to connect with our kids, how we're going to create these magical experiences for, for kids. And we weren't even out of school. I think we had learned on a Friday that we were going to be taking an extended spring break. Um, it was the week before spring break. And so it was, I think that following week, if not like the next day, I don't know that I was on Facebook and here I see you reading to your kids on Facebook live. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like we have not even been asked to do anything yet to extend learning. Like we're just like, we've just been blindsided and we're just trying to figure it all out. And here you are not skipping a beat and making sure that you are out there doing something to bring joy and connect with your students. And that is amazing. So tell me about that. Like when we learned we were going to be out of school um, for an extended amount of time, we didn't know how long at that point, like what was going through your mind and what made you think I've got to get on, I've got to get on Facebook and read to my kids. What was going through my mind? Well, a lot of things were going through my mind. Um, first of all, my son-in-law serves in the United States Army. So the first thing that went through my mind was his safety and my daughter's safety. Yeah. Um, mm. Just because I, we didn't know where this was going to go. I yeah. mean, un, unknown, right? Like rug pulled out from underneath us. Everybody across America world our world has changed across the world yeah. why it's a pan yeah. pandemic <laughs> so yeah. um but I suppose if I'm going to be completely honest me going live on Facebook was a bit of a selfish move move because I needed to connect with them mm. like like my heart needed them I didn't know how I was going to be able to get through this pandemic if I couldn't find a way to stay connected with them. And part of, you know, going out of your comfort zone, I was thinking about how everything was shutting down. Churches were shutting down. Schools were shutting down. And we restaurants were shutting down. Parks were shutting down. And we were having this domino effect of everything shutting down. And so then I thought, I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up when everything is shutting down. I'm going to do the opposite and I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up my heart. And I actually opened up my Facebook profile and made it public, which was a risky mm. move. And yeah. I just put that out there with trust. Mm -hmm. um, and I typically have always had the policy not to friend parents during the school year that their student is on my roster. That's just typically been my safe practice policy. But I trusted them. I reached out to them and I said, I'm going to do this. You're going to see my personal profile. It's going to be public and I'm going to trust you that you're not going to like, you're going to see a real person. And so if there's a picture of me holding an adult beverage, just know that, you know, that's part of what you're getting if you choose to do that. So I trust my parents. And I made my profile public and we went, we went live and just read and mm. just read, um, just read our favorite book. And, um, it was before we could go back into our classrooms and get books. So I was scrambling and getting books around my house that my children had saved from their childhood. So, you know how books are, right? They become favorites. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> And my kids were so attached to these books and I loved them and I wanted to share them with my students, but we actually had to get a second copy for the classroom because my children just couldn't depart with, with the ones that we had shared together. So we were just reading those books. I didn't know what I was doing. 
literally two weeks before we purchased the halo lamp and tripod at, mm, at Staples. Cool. It was it was on clearance. So we purchased that. My son's girlfriend and my husband and my boys, they were the ones operating um, the equipment. And we just, it was very organic, Tisha. I mean, it, wow. we, I was literally like pushing piles of clothing off to the side so it wouldn't be in the shot. <laughs> like, there's, there's no home studio. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't done it for about a week. I've, I've, did distance learning has taken a different turn. Um, so, but I'm actually, I'm ready to go back live again. Um, and I'll, Uh, I'll go this weekend, but we have these ups and downs. And I would probably say last week was probably my down where I really had to, um, process all that we're going through. And I think it's important that while I'm almost always happy and joyful, I'm, Uh I'm not fake. Right, right. Uh, And so I had a string of days where finding joy was a challenge. And so I decided to retreat a little bit and and let that process happen. So that when I came out on the other side of it, what you saw, what people see and what I give to people is real. Mm. You you know, we don't want to be whitewashing anything and we don't want to be pretending. Absolutely. That is such an important message because I think we are all processing this in different ways and it's all hitting us at different times. You know, um, I'm finding that one day I'm, I'm super motivated and super, you know, feeling super positive. And then I, the next day it just like takes a turn and I'm, and I'm not feeling mm-hmm. very joyful and positive and, and I'm uh, feeling the emotion. And I think it's so important that we, we recognize that in ourselves and we do what we need to do to take care of ourselves and to process and, and that self-care piece of whatever that looks like for you, it's going to look different um, for each person, but what are we doing to take care of ourselves during this time? Because I think as teachers, especially naturally, we are, we are wanting to serve, we are wanting to care for, and we're wanting to connect with our kids. And, and we're just like, you know, we're wanting everything to be okay and everybody to feel okay. But sometimes in that process, we neglect our own well-being and we realize in in some moments that, well, we're not okay. We're spending so much time making sure everyone else is okay. Are we okay? And what can we do to really, um, to really uh, take care of ourselves in all of this? So I so appreciate that realness that you bring, that that's just... That's everybody. Everybody is going to face those emotions in one way or one way or another. Yeah, we we just are, and I think to try and pretend, to try and dismiss it. Um, I think I think we do ourselves a disservice. I think there has to be yeah. a moment where we take it in, we own it, we, we can evaluate it, we yeah. can find what is truth in it. I mean, the 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 dabblers. Um, that day at Let's Make a Deal, they weren't wrong. My outfit was ridiculous, yeah. but but <laughs> but that was the point. Yeah, like like, like well, then I'm thinking, well, nailed it. Like you yeah. know, like like ridiculous outfits are exactly what like this show is known for. So 100%. like, if I had shown yes. up in a you know in a in a tuxedo or prom dress, maybe I was like missing the mark of. of 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 that so they weren't wrong but how do we react to that yeah Uh, I I think you you know you bring up authenticity quite a bit it's part of your your seven keys to making learning magical and when I think about the magic in the classroom you asked me about that I think about children can see fake they believe in magic but they will see fake. Mm-hmm. They will see right through it. Yeah. And I think that if we as educators can keep that in mind, then we will be able to develop better connections with our students and they'll trust us and they'll go with us wherever we go. Yes. So, oh my goodness. That is an incredible quote. 
Kids believe in magic, but they can see fake. That, oh my gosh, I might have to do a sketch note of that. (laughs) That is really, really profound. It's so, so incredibly true. Oh my goodness. So Teresa, you have just shared so much wisdom, so, so much inspiration. I'm just still processing all that you've shared today. It's just amazing. And um, before we close this podcast, I would just love for you to think about um, what is like in, in the last like month and a half, is it been, I think it's been about five weeks since we have been out in, you know, out of our, our classrooms. Um, I always like to try to find the magic, right? Yeah. Try to find those positive as you do too. You've shared so much of that in this, in this episode today. What is, what is one thing and I'm kind of, putting you on the spot here because I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, but can you think of something that just has been that magical moment in all of this that, that maybe you, um, that you weren't expecting? So, um, I think of, I think of that question on two veins. I think at one on the vein, on thinking of my, my classroom students, um, yeah. And in going live, that's actually expanded. So other other kids and other families are are watching the lives and connecting, which is wonderful. I mean, I didn't yeah. go, you know, like if it helps anybody, if it helps one family get through the night, if if one stressed out parent who's just had it up to here with homeschooling or crisis schooling, if they can, you know, watch me read or that's what it's for. Right. Yeah. that then yeah. then that's great because i'm doing my part to help um and we need to do that everybody i hope everybody finds their way to help in the way that they can yes. um oh, having that goodness. purpose is so important so the an aha moment for this is um the magic is in me and it's oh, and it's in yeah. you And it's not in the room. It's it's not in the app. It's I mean, all of those things are great. The the classroom is great. How we set up our classroom, decorate our classroom, the theme to our classroom, the games we play in our classroom. All of those are wonderful. All of the apps are great. I was doing um, story creator book creator to last night, making making a book for my students and. I was I was dabbling with breakout edu and um, get, getting ready to launch that in my Google Classroom. So I'm doing those things, those distance learning tools, but the magic that happens is inside the people that use them. Yes. Oh my goodness! It's so funny that you say that because I have been um, doing some just sketch noting quotes in my um, procreate app. It's kind of my way at the end of the day, if I'm watching like the voice or American idol, I'll be like on my, on my iPad sketch noting and procreate. And actually I just brought up on my iPad right now. Um, I, I can show you that listeners won't be able to see this, but I have this quote. Oh. Whoops. I think it's going to be backwards. Yeah, we all, we all have magic inside of mm-hmm. us. And um, it's so true. And it doesn't matter if we're in the classroom or if we're, we're in our, in our homes or anywhere that we are learning and teaching that magic doesn't go away. Mm-mm. It's still there. And we have to remember that. And that is so powerful. I'm going to have a whole list of Teresa Haley quotes from this episode that I will probably be stretch noting. I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as it's not, I have chickens in my yard, unless you can make that really cute. Maybe I just need to remember that, you know, Keeping it, keeping it real, that Oregon life. I'm from Oregon. I have chickens in my yard. Oh, my God. I just I met that on national television. And again on a podcast. I, oh, my God. <laughs> that is the, my favorite. I love that you said that. I think that just makes it all the better. Yeah. Oh, well, thank, thank you for having me. And thank you for doing what you do. Like, I have been, I've been thinking about you since March 13th. Like, oh. like just... Um, I have no idea what it's like for you. I mean, you're like in this big ship helping try to steer and navigate with all the other leaders in our district and everything changing like on the daily from our state leaders and national leaders. And um, 
putting out the fires with glitches and connectivity and access issues. Wow to you and your team, because I'm sure you're not working alone. Well, I think that that's just it. Well, thank you so much for saying that. That means yeah. a lot. But it is, we are all in this together. Everybody's doing their part. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people behind the scenes that are helping teachers navigate the digital tools and getting, you know, figuring out how to find their Google Drive and how to create links and all of these things and, and how to get our kids fed and how to get mm-hmm. them Wi-Fi. All of these people are coming together. It's not just a one-person um thing. You know, we, we have to rely on each other. And I think that's been really the magic. And all of this is how everybody has collaborated to do what they knew we needed to do to serve our kids. And Mm -hmm. that's amazing to be a part of because we, we all care. We all want to do what's right for our kids and, um, and to see everybody coming together in that way is is truly amazing. And I thank you to what you bring to education, what you bring to our district, what you bring to our innovation team. You are uh, the definition of magical. And I am so, so inspired by you. And I know our listeners are going to be too when they listen to this episode and are going to want to find how they can connect with you. So how can we connect with Teresa Haley? So um, my handle on Twitter is at teacher over at so my I have a YouTube channel that's just barely launched where I'm trying to post uh, the read alouds and the different primary circle time things that I do on over the top teacher. And right now, my Facebook profile is public, Teresa Haley and um, my profile picture. I'm holding my my penguin, Pete. Um, He's a puppet I've used in my classroom. And the we he's a comfort item for us and I miss my ninjas I I miss them tremendously if I talk about them too much I'm gonna cry so I won't (laughs) um and that's how and I'm that's and I started on TikTok but you know I'm new to some stuff so as I step out of my comfort zone I might be a little slow in in uh getting up to speed with some of the people who've been in this arena a little longer well you are truly, truly an inspiration. And I just appreciate that you are willing to continually step out of your comfort zone um, because we all are better because of it. So thank you for this amazing, amazing conversation. It's been wonderful to chat with you today, Teresa. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Tisha. Thank you. Take the magic with you wherever you go. Uh, Have a magical day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Make Learning Magical podcast. I hope you are inspired by this episode and encouraged to find new ways to bring magic into teaching and learning. You can connect with me on Twitter at Tish Rich, Instagram at Tish Richmond, or on my website at tisharichmond.com. Please use the hashtag MLMagical to share thoughts about this episode. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and tune in next week for another magical episode.